Are you ready to question everything you know about money and success? I set out to build a healthy relationship with money, but along the way, realized that no money issue is actually about money. Join me as I break down my old beliefs and learn what's really true. I'm Noe Kalfa, and this is the 90 Day Money Challenge. It's day 61 of my 90 Day Money Challenge, where I'm questioning every belief that I have about money to find out what's really true and to build a healthy relationship with money. And today's belief is they can't afford this much. Now, if you run a small business, you might be familiar with this uh, fear, which is, oh, a new prospective client comes in and you all of a sudden become worried about how much money they can afford and you already start playing the game of giving them discounts or worrying whether they can afford your services before they've even said anything. And for me, this began years ago, and so I'm gonna make it specific to my mom way back when I was 12 years old. And so I encourage you, if you're doing the work on this belief to try to crack away from that um, sort of approval-seeking, guilty, Uh, taking care of other people's needs when they didn't ask for them kind of experience. If you're trying to crack away at that, get specific with a person in your life who you have a memory associated with. So I am going to take you back to being about 12 years old. It's Christmas. And all I wanted for Christmas was money for magic cards, right? Magic is a trading card game where you you play this game with the cards and you can buy them and uh, you sort of buy these packs and you get random assortment of cards and then you play with the cards and all that. And it was a game I was really into and all that I wanted for Christmas, I didn't want any of the usual stuff, which was sort of odd trinkets and things that I didn't really need or care about. I just wanted all of that to be funneled into money for magic cards. And when Christmas morning arrived, I opened up my present, and sure enough, my mom had given me $100 towards magic cards. And I remember feeling so guilty that I had somehow conned my mom into giving me money for the thing that I wanted. And I remember just feeling like I don't deserve this, all of this shame, like she can't afford this. She can't afford this much to give me this much. Um, And all of my identity about being poor came up and our family and all of that. So let's go in and question the belief. In that moment, my mom gives me $100 for magic cards. I'm 12 years old. She can't afford this much. Is that true? So when I look, I see... Just all of my own concerns about, well, I don't, I don't know that my mom uh, has this much money. She didn't really talk about money. That was kind of one of her things was we don't talk about money. Uh, but I always just felt like, yeah, she can't really afford this. But when I look and, and ask, is it true that she can't afford this much? What I see is that she afforded it, 
I opened it up and there was a hundred dollars and we weren't all of a sudden homeless. We continued as a family to function fine. Uh, she seemed to be happy about this gift that she gave to me. No, it's not true that she can't afford this much, even though it's got this weight and this guilt to it. So let's go into all of that, uh, the reaction. How do I react when I believe that she can't afford this much? Well, I feel guilty. I feel guilty for kind of talking her into it, for pressuring my mom into giving me exactly the thing that I wanted. And I have other beliefs like she doesn't have good boundaries and so it's my responsibility to uh, take care of her boundaries and, and I fucked it up and I, I made her spend more money than she can afford and, and so that's on me and I should be ashamed of myself. And then I feel like this kind of obsession, uh, this compulsion where I, I feel compelled to be good and to not want anything because then if I don't want anything, then we won't run out of money and I won't be responsible or guilty for causing you know, my mom more grief. And so I'm not going to want anything, which then sort of becomes this addictive pattern because it's impossible to not want things. And so then I would sure enough want something else. And then I would think, okay, well, okay, maybe I can just convince my mom just, just this one thing. And then I won't want anything else. And you can see the cycle that evolves out of that. And in my body, when I feel all of that guilt, it feels like this kind of sour metallic, I don't know, tang or like flavor going up the front of my body. It's really a strange sensation, guilt. And somehow my eyebrows get scrunchy and I feel just this kind of curling in on myself. Like, like I'm bad and I've done something bad and I should, I should hide. I should curl in. And when I look at the past, even before that moment, I see my mom um, just being really overwhelmed with being a single mom and like, I remember her saying things like, you kids are making me hysterical. And uh, and just like her being really overwhelmed. And so now I'm adding one more thing to her overwhelm, which I already feel guilty for. It's sort of like just being at the age where I start to become aware of the impact of my behavior. And, and yet I, I still want to wrestle with my sister, even though she doesn't want to wrestle with me. And then my mom's yelling at us for you know, causing chaos. And, and, um, and so I'm just starting to feel like guilty for all of my, imp my impulse to wrestle, my impulse to, to want to play this game. And, and then I went back even further and remembered being, I don't know, I must've been two or three years old or old enough to stand. And, uh, I was drawing circles on the wall in like crayon very happily just drawing circles away on the wall of our home and i remember my mom came in and and picked me up all of a sudden and and you know yelled and it was really intense and i got really scared and i learned that it was not okay to draw on the wall and it was like this that like i'm responsible for this bad thing that happened 
and and I I deserve to be punished because it's so bad and I didn't know I was doing it and so I need to be punished so that I won't ever do it again. And when I look at the future, I see that uh, I see this show up in my work where I impose the belief other people can't afford my services, other people can't afford my work, and. There's a little bit of an edge whenever I you know, have a discovery session with a new client where it's like, oh, can they afford this? And I start to go into that projecting my mom onto them, which is not what you want to project onto your clients. Uh, <laughs> let me tell you that. And let's take this even further. How do I treat my mom when I believe she can't afford this much? Right There I am, I'm 12 years old, Christmas morning, and she gives me a hundred bucks and I think she can't afford this much. I treat her like she's helpless, like she has no boundaries, like she's incapable of making good decisions. And ultimately like she's a, a martyr, like she's a victim and like poor her. And then how do I treat myself? Well, then there comes along the villain, right? The villain who wants things, the villain who costs a lot of money, the villain who's guilty of manipulation and, and I've, I've manipulated her into giving me this money and I'm a monster and I'm bad and I, I deserve punishment and I'm unforgivable, right? Just like I can't undraw circles on the wall. It's like I can't, I can't undo her giving me money. Money seems to be permanent. It's like this you have it or you don't. And then if she gives it up and she doesn't even have it, then it just, it's this permanent, permanent badness that I've done. <sighs> lots of shame, lots of heavy shame. All right, now let's take question number four, which is who would you be without the thought? And it's important that you go back to the same situation. So I'm going back, there it is, Christmas morning, open up my present and, and there it is exactly what I wanted, money for magic cards. And it's it's way more than I suspected. I expected maybe like I get 20 bucks for magic cards, but I got a hundred dollars, got five times what I expected. And a hundred dollars for magic cards for me at that time in my situation in my life was a lot of money. That was like, like going in and buying a whole box, like a crate full of cards, right? Uh, so that was like, Whoa, so free of the belief that she can't afford this much, I feel so excited. I feel ecstatic. I got exactly what I want. I cannot wait to get into that game shop and to talk to the other game nerds about, you know, how I'm just gonna go buy this box and I wanna take out all the packs and I, I'm just so jazzed to like find out what cards I got and oh, it's an exciting moment. I feel joyful. I feel, yeah, just ecstatic. And also, I just feel this big relief that I didn't get a bunch of stuff that I don't want, and I don't have to pretend to to like, you know, the odd little trinkets and, you know, pencils and whatever else my mom, you know, in her sweet moment thought I would enjoy or need or whatever, but that I only get the thing that I really want I feel this big sense of relief. And then I feel a big gratitude for, to my mom for 
having listened to me and for having followed through and for, you know, having, having heard me and for giving me exactly what it is that I wanted. And I think that's been a, you know, you're, you're my therapist now here. So I think that's been a sticking point in my relationship with my mom is not feeling heard. But if I really look at it, there it is, her hearing me very clearly. And I actually feel a giant sense of gratitude and a big crack in my story that my mom doesn't actually hear me. Whew. All this from some magic cards. All right, so let's go into these turnarounds. So we're turning around the thought, she can't afford this much. And in that moment, we're trying to stay in the moment as much as possible, that Christmas morning moment. So I'm going to turn it around into, she can afford this much. So if I'm looking at what just happened, I just opened my present, there's a hundred bucks, and it said, said something cute like, for magic cards only, which was basically what I had told her. And she really got that I only wanted magic cards. She literally gave me the money. She could afford to give it to me because she did afford to give it to me. So my mom can afford this much. Yes, that's true. Uh, she can afford this much. Another example is that we didn't instantly become homeless. We didn't even over the next many years up until now become homeless. She could afford it. We didn't run out of money. Another example is that she usually spent about that much money on all of the other stuff that she would give for Christmas. And instead, she just funneled it all into dollar bills to give me for magic cards for the thing that I wanted. So she could afford that much money. All right, another turnaround here. And if you really take a look at what these turnarounds are doing, they're, they're saying, look, the opposite of this thought is just as true as the original thought which is just another way of, of showing us that what we're believing isn't necessarily true because even all of its opposites in all these different ways is just as true. Okay, so another turnaround if she can't afford this much is I can't afford this much. Well, that makes a lot of sense to me because there I am, I'm 12 years old, I don't have a job, I'm not, I don't have an income, I'm not making money, which I'm lucky that I was 12 and I didn't have to have an income and make money. Um, but I didn't, I couldn't afford that myself. And so there's some part that maybe is projecting that onto my mom. But what's really happening is if I'm thinking, well, she can't afford this much, I might be thinking, well, I can't afford this much. All right, another uh, way that, that it's more true that I can't afford this much is that uh, and this is a one you're gonna have to go with me on, is that I can't afford to be good enough or, you know, I can't afford to push myself to be free of all wanting and to be free of, I don't know, wrestling with my sister or whatever it is that upset my mom. I can't afford this much. Uh, what's the right word that I'm, I'm trying to say here? Uh, sucking up or... Like, I can't afford this much, like $100 worth of being the perfect kid. Uh, that That's maybe what's going on. The guilt, the guilt, like, I, I can't afford this much guilt. 
Another example of how I can't afford this much is that it was actually my identity that I'm the poor kid, right? In in all the you know game nerd world, I'm the poor uh, gamer who can only buy you know one pack, you know maybe two packs on a lucky day. But to buy a box of like 36 packs, that's like unheard of for me. So I, I'm the one who's been holding this belief that I can't afford this much, right? That's, that's what's been going on for me. All right. So let's take, again, this belief. She can't afford this much and do one more turnaround here, which is, and this one was really uh, an interesting one to go into. She can't afford a different amount of money. So basically it's saying, she can only afford this much. So how is that possibly true? That she can't afford a different amount? Well, she picked $100, and that was the amount that she could afford. That's the amount that she did afford, and she could have only picked that amount because she only did pick that amount. And it's like if you ever have that experience where you know, maybe you're pricing your services and you just land on, yep, this is the amount. You know, I cost $125 an hour. That's the work that I do. I've been doing it for X amount of time. And you just feel the alignment of this is how much I can afford. This is how much money I'm going to charge. Whatever it is, whether it's on the giving or receiving side, you know, maybe you're giving a donation and you think, I can afford $50 or $100. And it, it feels aligned with you. That's what my mom was doing in that moment. I didn't say a specific amount of money that I wanted for magic cards. She chose that specific amount. So she can't afford a different amount of money because she didn't. All right, another example of how she can't afford a different amount of money than what she did is that she couldn't afford to have me say, look, mom, all I want is magic cards. I just want money to buy magic cards. I don't want anything else. She couldn't afford to not listen to me and to give me that thing, right? As a, as a parent, to have a super clear child who's asking for basically, instead of all of these other gifts, that you just get them one gift and it is you know, gonna cost about the same amount that you would have spent on other things. You really can't afford to not do that, to, to for some, other random reason not give them that thing if you if it's you know uh something you don't have a quarrel with right she couldn't afford to not give me that much and then finally she couldn't so that's like sort of saying like she couldn't afford to to have not given it to me and then another one would be she couldn't afford to have given me lots more money. She couldn't have afforded to give me $1,000 towards magic cards because that wouldn't have been financially uh, integrous for her, right? So she couldn't, uh, she can't afford to give me a different amount of money in this moment. Okay, so hopefully those turnarounds are starting to make sense and are starting to crack through. It is a trip to go in here and see just how all of these money issues boil down to these old childhood experiences, right? And me seeing this came out of a therapy session around money where I really saw that a lot of my feeling of respect about, you know, how worthy I am of respect came out of these old childhood memories of about 
12 years old and my ability to receive money is from about this 12 year old place. All of this stuff comes down to these really young places. So it's important to go in there and be with those places, feel those painful feelings, let them wash through, really be with them and cry with them and hold them and you know, get other friends of yours to hold you while you uh, cry in those places or however it is that you, you be with the difficult place. That's the power of the work. And that starts to open up new options. Great. All right. I will see you tomorrow. You've been listening to the 90 Day Money Challenge. All episodes are available in video form with me, Noe Kalfa, waving my arms and wearing spiffy new outfits every day. You can access these videos and join the conversation by following at Noe Kalfa on Instagram. This podcast is a production of Worth the Journey, with editing help from Simone Sanz and art by Malcolm Rene Ribot. Worth the Journey is the business and marketing agency I created, where you can find everything you need to launch and grow your heart-centered business, from virtual assistance to business coaching to website and graphic design. Our team is seriously amazing. You've got to check us out at worththejourney.com. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.